All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to EMP. Usual faces, nice to see you all. (laughs) A short, short scripture this morning. We're going to read from Psalm 100 uh, today. So let's, let's go into the word. Shout for the joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's pray this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, dear Lord God, we just thank you uh, for this early morning gathering, Lord, this time where we can just receive from you. And Father, I just pray for those here and making their way and listening to this message uh, later on. Uh, Father, would you speak to us, Lord? Uh, would you yeah, share your heart with us, God? And would we open up our hearts to you, Lord, to receive your word, to receive your truth, to receive your wisdom? And so, Father, we just give you thanks today. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so as I was just uh, kind of meditating on the word yesterday, I, I came across this passage, and actually I just got drawn to verse 3, which was, know that the Lord is God. And I was uh, well, I, I try, trying to go on a run, turn into a walk, but the, that verse just kept coming out at me, and I just kept repeating it for like, you know, this time of like 30 minutes, it's like, know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. I just kept repeating that, and kind of the other verses come, kind of come around it, but as you um, kind of just spend time with God during this message, I want you to focus on that third verse, which is know that the Lord is God. What does that mean to you today? Is it drawing on your relationship with him? Is it needing to hold on to him to give you strength? Is it that maybe you have forgotten this truth that maybe you know it in your head and you read it and you maybe worship songs, but in your heart right now, Knowing that the Lord is God is kind of cloudy and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of shaky and it's unsure, it's blurry, or that relationship is strained between you and the Lord. So I, I'm not sure what, it, what exactly it means to each of you, but that just kept replaying uh, over and over in, in, my, in the spirit. And so I came across this passage and so uh, we'll, go th- we'll kind of go through it. But again, yeah, just focus on that verse as we kind of go through Verse one starts with just shouting for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And in a lot of the Psalms, uh, you'll notice that it starts off with just like stating who God is and God is almighty and this is who God is. But this particular Psalm is, is interesting because it's really a Psalm of thanksgiving and praise. And it just comes out to like shout out to, to God, all the nations. And of course we know at this time too, and even in our reality today, a lot of places across the world don't don't have a a clear purpose or a clear like you know circumstance where shouting joy to the Lord really feels uh, you know conducive. And you think about like I don't know all all the, all the things going on, right? Even as much as like you know um, you know Christina and I were watching all the the news in Seoul and we're thinking about our friends and family there, and it's just like crazy flooding. You just wouldn't think this is going to happen. And then, you know, things happen, right? And so when we come to the, you know, this psalm, even starting with verse one, 
which you know leads into to, to verse three. Can we do that? Can we shout for joy to the Lord? Do we feel that you know this this world that God created is a place where we can just worship, come together, and honor Him and glorify Him and praise Him, or are we continually challenged by what we see, what we face, the circumstances, the turmoil, and what the you know just the world being an upside down place, an upside down kingdom, right? And verse two says, "Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs." Worship the Lord with gladness. In, in some translations, it's serve the Lord with gladness. And those, you know, worship and, and serving kind of go, they're interchanged through scripture. We have somehow come across this as two totally different things. Worship is singing. Serving is like stacking chairs and slaving away. Right? Somehow we've come to this point where our relationship with God and our understanding of this kind of Christian terminology is so separated but actually, in, in ancient times, worship and serving were just like hand in hand. If you worship the Lord, you would serve the Lord. And you would understand that worshiping was a, a sign of serve, like being a servant. Coming into his presence and that spilling through that worship and connection with the Lord. And so coming to verse 3, when it says, know that the Lord is God, those first two verses play a huge role in that, in our posture and where our heart's at when we come into that truth and understanding of our relationship with him. And so worshiping the Lord, serving the Lord with gladness, do we do that? Or do we grumble? Are we tired? Are we strained? Are we judgy? I mean, I, I put my hand up and I say like, you know, obviously as one of the leaders here, I go through a range of emotions at times when it comes to, to this, right? I'm sure Brian as, as, as a worship leader can also feel that too but when you come to the scriptures there's something so simplistic about worshiping worshiping the lord and serving the lord it's not a it's not a checklist of things it's not this crazy detailed um you know list of attributes and skills and experiences you got to have it's pours out of our intimacy and relationship with him which feeds into us really being able to grasp knowing that the Lord is God and, and coming to that daily, what does that mean to us today? We know we encourage one another to pray, to hold on to God, to you know, really contend for one another. But if we are not doing these things in the first few verses, it's extremely difficult to get to that place where you feel that peace, where you feel his presence, where you feel his love, coming into your spirit into your soul into your circumstance or situation we kind of just go through the motions with it but i really felt like as i dwelled on that one verse god was saying don't move on too quickly to what the next thing is going to be dwell in this space in this time that i carve out but we just have this mentality of like moving faster better quicker you know more efficient and we want to kind of constantly race to the next thing. We want to look back and move past things that are bothering us and move ahead. But I felt like when God was saying, know that the Lord is God, he was saying he's the God that's also understanding and aware of everything that you're going through, of that pain, of that discomfort, the awkwardness, the tiredness, whatever it is, the stress. God is right there in the midst. 
And I felt personally, I guess, and maybe that this is this is for you as well, that sometimes when serving the Lord becomes a strain, sometimes in worshiping God, you, you know, like you're supposed to worship from your gut. You know, the spirit lives in your stomach. It starts from your gut and it makes your way out. Sometimes we worship just from our mouth. Sometimes we worship just from our, you know, head mouth and it comes out. And the things that we focus on are like, you know, the, the bridge was off or the pitch was off. When you, when you worship from your stomach, it doesn't matter if you're hitting the notes. Because the, the spirit is leading you and whatever sounds are coming out. And so that is where we come to this morning is where is our posture with the Lord today? What are we feeling inside? What do we need to bring to the Lord? What do we need to bring, you know, into his presence? Uh, the, the verse continues, it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people. Now, it is he who made us is something that, you know, we teach in Sunday school, creation story. And we, again, we, we overlook that truth and that amazing miracle that God is the one who created us. Right? We know from GIC, he created us to do these good works that he set before us, these perfect plans, these amazing things for us to experience because we are his. But we are his what? We are his people. We are his children. But sometimes we don't feel that. We don't feel that we, we are his. We overlook the fact that he made us because whatever we're going through now is just like, well, who cares? Because whatever I'm going through now is way more intense. It's way more taxing. It's way more on my mind. It's draining. But if we don't remember where we came from, then it's hard to rectify where we are today and where we're going tomorrow because it's all linked. It's all through these God, you know, God's plans, God's promises. And, you know, just as like, you know, Evane's been, you know, teaching us the last couple of EMPs she did, there's this crazy story that, you know, that, that, that lines up, but we don't see it because we can't look back on everything yet. But from what we know of scripture and what we know of who God is, we know the story's not finished writing. It's not, it, it, he, he's still going. He's still revealing himself to us. And so that can't, also cannot just be head knowledge of, yeah, we know God created the world. And we know God created us and we know that we're his children. Again, it comes to what does that mean to you today to be a child of God, to be his? You know, we are his. Do you believe that? Is that something that you hold on to and trust in? Is that something that you take pride in? Is that something that defines you? Is your identity more and more day after day coming into that image of Christ, which is God's you know, uh, uh, will and, and hope? Or do you still find kind of lost in that relationship with the Lord? Are there still gaps in your heart where you're challenged and you're wrestling and you're kind of going back and forth often with him? Not really sure of you know, what you're supposed to be doing, who you are. And all of us go through that struggle of being lost. Now, I joke about it all the time when I meet people um, in Singapore for the first time or when they kind of get to know me. And often they'll ask me, like, what are you doing in Singapore? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. No clue. I'm 24 hours away from home. I don't know why I'm here. No clue. 
And I joke about it, but at times I'm, I can also be like, I know all this truth, but sometimes it's like a struggle to understand, well, why am I here, God? Why is this your plan for me? You know, it's like if I, you know, my, I see my sister struggling or it's like, you know, I, I miss out on, you know, 10 birthday parties for my nieces. It's like all these things can weigh on me. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's really, really hard. I'm here. I'm serving you, God. I'm trying to follow your will. You see, I know you called me to this place. And so what is, what is all this, you know? And sometimes I can get lost. I can get confused. I can get discouraged. And it's because I don't come to this place where I realize who I am. I've lost my identity. I've, I've put on my identity as an uncle and as a son. And, and as, you know, like, like I'm missing all of that and, and all these things. But I realize everything I have is because I have God. But it's difficult to come to that point all the time. And so I think God's challenge for us today, this morning, is to check our hearts where we're at. Because we're going to have good days and bad days. But I think for some of us, it's been difficult. It's been difficult to worship Him. It's been difficult to praise Him. It's been difficult to think of Him as this great almighty God that blesses us, that nurtures us, that takes care of us. And verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, when we come into the presence of the Lord, even when we're in a really bad place, how are we entering into that presence? Is it with thanksgiving or is it with anger? Right? Is it with confidence or is it with guilt and shame? That, again, ties back into our identity. Right? And enter his courts with praise. Often we come to God with complaints. I'm not saying those things are wrong, but I'm just looking at the scriptures. I'm just looking at the scriptures this morning. I'm thinking, I'm sure all those other things are okay. I'm sure God's a big God and can handle it. But the scriptures says something different this morning. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Do we come to him with these thankful hearts do we feel thankful for the things that we have? Even in the midst of you know, uncertainty and hardship. But really, I think in Singapore, the biggest difficulty we have is, do we have a heart of thanksgiving in the complacency? Everything seems fine. You know, like kids are okay. Everything's going okay. Things are getting back to normal. You know, I, I got a job. All, all these things, right? We, we just... In that complacency and comfort, we also lose this posture of thanksgiving. We just, maybe underlying, really, really deep down, we just feel entitled. Well, we'll praise God and thank God, but it's not this overwhelming, again, from the stomach, from the spirit, moving in us, this overwhelming outpouring of thanksgiving. It's just like, oh, praise God, thanks God, praise the Lord. And we move on straight into whatever the blessing is, right? Or we focus on what we got to do the day to day. And so what are, you know, the, there's two things that popped out of me in verse four is when it says enter his gates and his courts, obviously, you know, in the old, you know, in, in the old days, there was actually this sort of like, you know, place where you would go, right? The temple and things. 
But what are the gates and courts for you? Because we know we can meet God anywhere. And, and you know, I, I've shared about this before, finding that secret place where you meet the Lord. But when you enter that, like where are, where, where are these gates and courts in your spirit, in your mind? Where do you go to meet God? And what's your posture of your heart when you're going there? Can you really praise him with everything you have? And do you have a, a sense of thanksgiving? Or is that, you know, do you naturally have a, a heart to just be thankful for everything the Lord is to you? You know, verse five comes back to, again, affirming who God is and what his promises are. Again, simple scripture that we all know, but we need to reflect on. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That's like a huge statement. Although we know it, it's the first thing we learn about about God, right? Eternal life, eternal time with him. And of course, that God's love would carry throughout the generations. But this God love that, you know, when he mentions here, it endures forever. We've all gone through times where we feel like God doesn't care about us. We're like, where are you, God? Where were you? How come you didn't show up? How come you didn't answer that prayer? How come you allow me to still struggle with this sin? Month after month, year after year, it's the same thing. How come, how come you haven't healed me from that? How come I'm not transformed yet? What do you mean by this love endures forever when I can't even feel your love right now? And I feel like you continually maybe let me down in a certain part of my life. Or I just don't see how you're coming into this you know, situation or sin or difficulty or weakness. Like, where are you? Again, those are things that are fine. But if we understand the truth that God is working in us and his, his promise to us is this eternal carrying, right? This eternal provision, this eternal love, then it can help us to gain perspective on the things that we go through. Because the sin that we deal with now that can obviously be really difficult, if we give up on God being the one that's going to help us with that, then that's our choice to make. Right, Because God is saying here, he's not going to stop loving us no matter what. But then sometimes we cut that relationship off. We make that distant. We don't come into that promise that God loves us eternally. And we sometimes separate that. I'm going to live my life on earth. It's going to be tough. It's going to be this or that. It might be strained. And then whatever, one day I'll be in heaven, so I'll be fine. (laughs) Sometimes we have that mindset that everything's going to be okay in heaven. And so right now we just like kind of go through the motions and we just, you know, like sometimes I feel myself with the Lord. I just act out like my three-year-old. I just act out. I have a hissy fit and I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I just like, you know, run away, right? Go into my room and, and, and just ignore God for a bit. And then whenever I do that, I realize I'm even unsettled more. And so coming to a simple five verses kind of just resets the soul, it brings you back to a place of simplicity and, and, and intimacy that that is actually all God is, is yearning for. It's not looking for you to worship a hundred songs or to 
memorize verses of the Bible. He's not pushing us for all those things. All he wants is for us to dwell in his presence and his truth, for us to believe in the things he tells us, for us to trust in his plans, and for us to also show him that love and respect and thanksgiving in return, right? I mean, that's where I always feel when, we, when scripture talks about thanksgiving and praising the Lord, you know, early on when I was first saved, I would think, why would God care about our thanksgiving? I mean, he created everything. He, he's in control of everything. Why would God want thanksgiving? Why does he need, does he need that? And I, I, I would wonder about that. What's this whole, you know, it comes up quite a lot through the scriptures. And then as I kind of got more and more deeper into understanding it's a relationship with God, I think about myself. I mean, when I do things for Christine and she doesn't say thank you, I'm like, hey, you should say thanks. <laughs> right? I'm like, hey, look at this. Like, you know, I went out of my way and, and you want that because that's how we show and we interact with one another. That's how relationships grow is there's like a give and take. There's a, there's a you know, acknowledgement, right? And, and when we, we do that in our relationships and our, you know, uh, friendships, marriages, we do that with one another, with our brothers and sisters. But how often are we doing that with God? Is that a regular thing? Is that something that we're tying into? And is that something that we're holding on to? Is that, man, God is just doing so much and has done so much. And I wonder what he's going to do next. And so, I mean, it's a really short, simple message this morning. And um, I think it could mean different things. But whatever is stirring in your heart this morning, um, go to the Lord, right? We're going to go into a time of uh, worship and, and reflection. But I want you guys again to focus on verse 3. Know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. This God that loves you unconditionally. This God that sheds a tear every time that you do. This God who created us not to control us or to own us, but created us to love us, to have relationship with us. That he created us not with a faulty plan or a plan that was going to continually modify and, and, and get off track, but a plan that was going to lead him, lead us to him for eternity. What are you thankful for when you think about who God is in your life? Maybe there isn't something to be so thankful about that happened in the last, you know, day or a week. But are you just thankful for who he is? Are you just thankful for being a child of God? Could you praise him today to look past through all the things that you're going through in your life? Praise him for who he is. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. And his faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the God we worship. This is the God who loves us. This is the God who wants to meet us this morning. 
So spend some time reflecting on that word. We're going to a time of worship.